Welcome to Set Free 24-7. My name is Robert, and I am glad that you're here today. We are on Proverbs 10 today, reading out of the Message Version. It's a paraphrase of the Bible, and it's just a little easier to understand, conversational, and if you've heard the Bible a million times before, sometimes this sheds a little light on some passages and just gives them a little different meaning. Uh, And so I'm glad to have you along. We're doing a Proverbs a day to keep the police away, and man, I'm keeping the streak alive. How about you? Have you been keeping the streak alive? I sure hope so. That's the whole point of this thing, is to start doing less things that involve us in negative police interaction. We don't want that, it's no good. The other day I did speak about a study that I read that talked about all these things that happen when you start reading the Bible at least four times a week. Now I mentioned some of the negative things that you would start seeing less of like, uh, what was it? It was pornography, sex outside of marriage, getting drunk, that sort of thing. All of those things decreased, okay? But what about some things that might increase? So the cool thing I saw was, number one, sharing your faith with others went up 228%. Discipling other people went up 231%. And this one I love. Memorizing scripture went up 407%. Now listen, I'm not the kind of guy that's going to say, oh, you got to memorize this and you got to memorize that. This whole thing isn't about making you memorize scripture. But I do hope that through all this, I might introduce you to some scriptures that you personally feel are worth memorizing for yourself. All of us have different scriptures that speak to us. So I hope through this, you maybe find one that you're able to hold on to. I know I've had scriptures that have spoken to me in some very tough times. And it's good to have that kind of thing to keep you going, to keep you focused on the right thing. And that's really what Proverbs is all about. It's showing us two different sides of things a lot of times. Eugene Peterson today, before I start out in chapter 10, he had written here, beginning at this point in Proverbs, the Proverbs are now organized randomly instead of thematically. Each of them is a truth-tipped arrow aimed at the target of the heart. Its sharp point penetrating the place where decisions are made and destinies are determined. In each case, the choice is clear. Wisdom or folly, goodness or wickedness, life or death. The choice is ours, and so are the consequences. So friends, let's jump right in here to Proverbs chapter 10, and we're going to see what God has to say. So it's an honest life is immortal. Wise son, glad father. Stupid son, sad mother. Ill-gotten gain gets you nowhere. An honest life is immortal. God won't starve an honest soul, but he frustrates the appetite of the wicked. Sloth makes you poor. Diligence brings wealth. Make hay while the sun shines. That's a smart thing to do. Go fishing during harvest time. That's stupid. Blessings accrue on a good and honest life, but the mouth of the wicked is a dark cave of abuse. A good and honest life is a blessed memorial, but a wicked life leaves a rotten stench Nobody likes a stench. A wise heart takes orders. An empty head comes unglued. 
Honesty lives confident and carefree, but shifty is sure to be exposed. An evasive eye is a sure sign of trouble ahead, but an open, face-to-face meeting results in peace. The mouth of a good person is a deep, life-giving well, but the mouth of the wicked is a dark cave of abuse. Hatred starts fights, but love pulls a quilt over the bickering. You'll find wisdom on the lips of a person of insight, but the short-sighted needs a slap in the face. The wise accumulate knowledge, a true treasure. Know-it-alls talk too much, a sheer waste. The road to life is a disciplined life. The wealth of the rich is their security. The poverty of the indigent is their ruin. The wage of a good person is exuberant life. An evil person ends up with nothing but sin. The road to life is a disciplined life. Ignore correction and you're lost for good. Liars secretly hoard hatred. Fools openly spread slander. The more talk, the less truth. The wise will measure their words. The speech of a good person is worth waiting for. The blabber of the wicked is worthless. The talk of a good person is rich fare for many, but chatterboxes die of an empty heart. Fear of God expands your life. God's blessing makes life rich. Nothing we can do can improve on God. An empty head thinks mischief is fun, but a mindful person relishes wisdom. The nightmares of the wicked will come true. What the good people desire, they get. When the storm is over, there's nothing left of the wicked. Good people, firm on their rock of foundation, aren't even phased. A lazy employee will give you nothing but trouble. It's like vinegar in your mouth and smoke in your eyes. The fear of God expands your life. A wicked life is a puny life. The aspirations of good people end in celebration. The ambitions of bad people crash. God is solid backing to a well-lived life, but he calls into question a shabby performance. Good people last. They can't be moved. The wicked are here today and gone tomorrow. A good person's mouth is a clear fountain of wisdom. A foul mouth is a stagnant swamp. The speech of a good person clears the air, and the words of the wicked pollute it. And friends, we're not about pollution here. So that's the end of chapter 10. What stood out to you today? I like a lot of the, if it's this way, it's this, and if it's this way, it's that, because guess what? Sometimes we need things to be that clear in our life. Sometimes we don't need a lot of fluff. We just need to know if we do something this way, it's going to end up this way. And if we do something this way, it'll end up that way. So what way are you trying to end up? I know for a lot of years, I lived that little puny life. It's no life to live. You know, I've spoke about my drug addiction and leading to prison and that sort of thing. It's just, seriously, it's no way to live. My life was so small. Some of the things that stood out to me today 
In verse 9, honesty lives confident and carefree, but shifty is sure to be exposed. Living the way that I'm living now, I literally don't have to look over my shoulder. I don't have to wonder what's going to happen next. I mean, I kind of do. God always has me guessing. But I don't have to wonder if I'm going to have somebody trying to steal from me, take advantage of me, rob from me, uh, just not have my best interest in mind. I surrounded myself with so many people that were just not for me. They were using me in things that I could do, but it's just no way to live. The other one was the mouth of a good person is a deep life-giving well. Man, I know so many times where my wife and I have just taken a second to give somebody a compliment. And oh my goodness, that makes such a difference for some people. Down to like just somebody in a Burger King drive through lane. And the lady comes, takes our money, and we just comment like how great her smile is. And it just changes the entire trajectory of their day. So be one of those life-giving wells for someone. And the other one that I loved, of course, and I kind of already talked on this a little bit, was the fear of God expands your life. A wicked life is a puny life. And I don't know how else to say that, but it's true. Um, I lived for so many years in addiction, and in addiction it is absolutely small. And addiction can look like a lot of things. It doesn't have to necessarily be you shooting up drugs at your house or uh, being involved with all sorts of other crazy things. It could be something as simple as addiction to social media. It could be addiction to working. It could be addiction to many, many other things. Things that are taking you away from a close relationship with God. I looked at my addiction for a while as it was the God in my life, really. And that's what God doesn't want, is for things to become the God in your life. When I put drugs and those behaviors over my relationship with God, that's where that imbalance was. So let me ask you today, are you doing things that puts God in a different place than some of the things that you might be addicted to? I don't know what it is. It could be anything. But take a moment here and really think about where the priority is in your life. Is God first? Are you keeping him there? Do you talk to him? Do you invite him into those spaces where you have questions? Or do you invite him into those spaces where maybe things are a little bit out of balance? So friends, let's get balanced today, really. Keep God first and everything else tends to fall in line. He will keep you guessing. God's always got something fun up his sleeve. I can guarantee you that. And my life has just gotten so big since I have put him first place. He's taken me places I never would have dreamed of. So that's all I have for today. Give this episode a like, a share. If you have any prayer requests, I would happily pray for you. It's an honor and a privilege to be able to take somebody up in prayer and just petition God for their needs. It helps you. It helps me. I love connecting with people through prayer. So give this episode a like, a share, a prayer. Send prayers my way and I'll send them yours. Thanks again for following along. I'll see you tomorrow for chapter 11. Have a good day.